0: you know over the last well after, over the last few years the last few decades most people have passed away you know from chronic illnesses diseases that type of thing a lot of time that gives them plenty of time to be able to have conversations that type of thing with family and if they've had that time generally it makes it a lot easier and smoother for the families to be able to come up with final wishes and and know what the desires are with burial, cremation, that type of a thing. What that doesn't say is that people sometimes don't die suddenly from some really serious illnesses. You know, you can get some really ugly, nasty cancers that can go quickly, uh, car wrecks, all those types of things, accidents, injuries. And then that really leaves families with sudden, what do I do type of a thing. So this is the third in a series that we've been talking about, about uh, how to prepare and how to talk to family members. So we've talked about when, you know, when can you bring up information? We've talked about tools, some of the different tools that you can use uh, and how you can get started by yourself. In this recording, we're talking about what or the information that we want to make sure that we get captured our family members, so that they know what our final wishes are. So, one of the very first things that you want to do is, as you're deciding who you should talk to and what your final wishes are, is coming up with who you want to have handle your final arrangements. Now, in Oregon and in most of the in most of the states in the United States, there's going to be some legal there's going to be some laws and statutes that talk about who is a legal next of kin. So if you've maybe said, I want John or I want my oldest daughter or that type of thing to take care of your final arrangements and you haven't written them down and specified legally, that can be a challenge. So in Oregon, N-O-R-S-97.130, I've said that so many times you'd think I could, 97.130. It's very clear who a legal next of kin is. Let's talk about that for a second. If you are married, your spouse who is living is your legal next of kin, period. Doesn't matter if you've had three or four or you're on your fifth spouse. The current one that you're with is your legal next of kin, period. This can happen and be a challenge in families that have maybe blended families, where you have a second mom or a second dad or a third mom or dad, and you have children from a previous marriage, and maybe the oldest or the two or three children from that previous marriage say, my dad just died, we're in charge, because they don't like the spouse. doesn't matter. That spouse is the legal next of kin period. Now, if you want to change that, because maybe you don't want your spouse to have to take care of the final arrangements. Maybe it's going to be really difficult on that person. Well, you can designate, you can appoint another, and that can be anybody. It could be outside the family unit. It could be your best friend down the street. You can designate, you can leapfrog So you don't want your spouse, you don't want your children, but maybe you have a grandchild that you want to make sure they take care of your final arrangements. Well, you appoint that person, you have a witness, there's some language that needs to be done and you can find that if you were to go to ORS 97.130. We also have a copy on our website if you wanted to pull that off and, and use that. But that, the very first thing is who. Who do you want to have handle your final arrangements and then get your information into that person's hands. It really helps. I can't tell you how many times I've sat in an arrangement. You've got three or four children in an arrangement and they're fighting because mom didn't want that. Well, we don't have enough money to do that. And then they're arguing. It gets really simple. And I just, I I basically look at the people and say designate and I'm walking out. When I come in, I'm only going to talk to one person because I've been in a family, I've been in a situation where there's seven people talking to me at the same time, telling me different things. You don't want to have that happen in your family. So anyway, let's do that. Second thing that you want to have written down is your preferences between burial, cremation. You know, people ask me what's more expensive, I always tell them the most expensive urn that you can possibly find is less expensive than your cheapest, least expensive casket. And that's just the beginning. And I'm not trying to tell you one way or the other, it's just, that's just the simple cold hard facts is cremation is much less expensive than berry. There's other options. There's alkaline hydrolysis. It's newer. It's not everywhere in the U.S. It may not be an option near you, but there that is available. There's another thing that's called natural decomposition. And Oregon and Washington just passed those laws. And that's essentially you can be placed into a pod and you become composition that can be used as fertilizer, essentially. That's really not much further than green burial. You know, and so there's different things within each final disposition that you can have those conversations and get it written down because you can be buried and you can have green burial. You just got to make sure in your area that that's available. So get that written down. It really helps with peace of mind, uh, especially for the people that are going to be doing the final arrangements at the end. You can have it written down. You can put it. In a planning guide, most funeral homes have a planning guide. And you can make an appointment, go in, pick one up. Usually it goes through and it talks about all the different options and different things available, that type of thing. And then somewhere in here, there's going to also be a place for you to write down your final wishes. And you can get that, get it written down, and it should help make sure somebody knows where it's at. Because if you, if you can write it all down, but if you don't give it to somebody or if you don't tell them where it's at, it's as if you've never written it down. So make sure you tell somebody. You might have some religious, spiritual beliefs or uh, traditions or rituals that you want to have taken care of. Make sure you jot that down. There's different fraternities and clubs that you belong to. Some of those have their own rituals as well. The Elks, the Masons, those types of things were you in the military? Was that important to you? I can tell you as well, I've sat in arrangements where maybe dad or mom was in the military and then they have to have that conversation of, um, do we want to get a flag? Do we want to have military honors? Do we want to go to a national cemetery? Where is a national cemetery? You know, if, if it was important to you and you want to have that recognition of your service, make sure you jot that down and put a copy of your discharge paperwork, DD-214, honorable discharge, whatever is needed in with your packet so that it's easy to find. And then the person that's in charge of those final arrangements knows that you want to have those military honors or your fraternal rituals or religious rituals. Couple more things, and that can be done in your arrangement books, that type of a thing. Vital information, and most of the states are the same, but sometimes it can be difficult for a grandchild, if they're doing the arrangements, to know what your mom's maiden name was, because now that grandchild is trying to remember what great grandma's maiden name was, and not very many people know those. When you're talking to them just right offhand, they have them, they know where to find them, but they maybe they don't know what great grandma's maiden name was because you're going to want to have where you were born, what city and state you're going to want to know if you were in the military or not. You're going to want to know an occupation. You know, today's world, we, we've, we've done four or five different occupations and usually you can only list one. And so if you have one that you want to make sure is listed Get that put down, you know, what, what describes you the best? A couple other things after cremation, what do you want to have done? You know, cause you can be put into a plot. You can be put into a niche. You can be scattered. could be made into glass floats. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of things you can do. If you have a, if you have a strong feeling one way or the other, let them know, you know, I might want to have my my ashes or at least part of them scattered out at Big Creek Reservoir. Maybe you have a, a space that a place that you fished or you hunted or you you love to go with quad runners, that type of thing, you know, list that out so that they know what the, what, what what you would like. You know, every podcast we take a moment and we uh, take a moment to remember all the families that are experiencing a loss and to light a virtual candle in their memory. So let's take a moment and uh, remember them. This has been the last track. If you like it, please make sure you like it. Please make sure you share it with somebody if you think that they can benefit from this conversation. If you want more information, you can go to our website at BatemanPacificView.com. If you want to send us a message, you can go to info at BatemanPacificView.com. Send us an email. You can go onto the website and you can ask for more information. Or you can just peruse the website and see which see, see the more information that we have. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a great day. You know, every podcast we take a moment and we uh, take a moment to remember all the families that are experiencing a loss and to light a virtual candle in their memory. So let's take a moment and uh, remember them. This has been The Last Track. I'm Brian Norris, and you can find out more information about Bateman Funeral Home at our website at batemanpacificview.com, or you can visit us on Facebook. If you have any feedback or any questions about today's episode, you can leave us some feedback on our Facebook page, or you can give us a call, 541-265-2751, or you can email us at info at batemanpacificview.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please share this with anybody that might be traveling and has questions about taking an urn on an airplane. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a great day.